This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor is Community Matters, Inc. With nearly 20 years in the chamber industry and over 100 media awards presented to their chamber partners, Community Matters provides the R&R that every chamber needs, revenue and recognition. When it comes to publishing a chamber map, directory, or community guide, Community Matters has the trusted experience to help your chamber accomplish your goals. With different advertising sales models and publication styles, Community Matters will help you create a non-dues revenue machine. Let's hear from Becky Womble, President and CEO of the Bastrop Chamber, to hear about her experience using Community Matters. I've been using Community Matters for probably six or seven years now. And um, in a previous life, I sold commercial printing, so I can highly recommend Community Matters because it's a complete turnkey job for any busy chamber exec. Um, Basically, you give them a membership list, and from there, they contact your members, and it's no high-pressure sales or anything, and it really is a complete turnkey job from start to finish. And it's a wonderful, beautiful printed product whenever you're finished. And I just, I'm very sold on Community Matters. And with a printing background, I just, big endorsement for me. To learn how Community Matters can support your chamber with your next publication, please visit communitymattersinc.com slash podcast to request your free media kit and request a proposal to find out what kind of non-dues revenue you can generate. Our guest for this episode is Allie Rupp. Allie is the president and CEO of the Opelika Chamber of Commerce. While she's celebrating just three and a half years in this role, she's not new to serving in the Opelika Chamber. She's served many years on the Opelika's 20 Under 40 Leadership Program Board of Directors, as well as the Women's Business Council and Total Resource Campaign. In just three short years, she's led her team to a best of the best five-star accreditation through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, raised $2.5 million for the Chamber's Forward Opelika Strategic Community Economic Development Initiative, and with the support from her team, led a record-breaking REACH sponsorship campaign in 2022. She also spearheaded a comprehensive brand refresh. Additionally, she was selected to the U.S. Chamber's Business Leads Fellowship Program and is in the midst of her IOM certification, all while changing the landscape and scope of services of the Opelika Chamber offers to their community. Prior to her role at the Chamber, she worked in a wide array of industries, including software, manufacturing, higher education, and most notably, franchising and food services, where she served eight years as a director of marketing for Chicken Salad Chick, where she's had a hand in helping the brand grow from just three stores to 160. She brings a unique perspective to her leadership role at the Chamber. Allie is a graduate of Southern Illinois University, where she graduated summa cum laude and earned a Bachelor's of Science in Speech Communications. She also holds an Associate's Degree in Communications from Lakeland College. She 
followed love to Opelika, where her future husband, Todd, chose to attend Auburn University following his military career, and they've called Opelika their home ever since. But Allie, I am super excited to have you with us today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I'd love to give you a moment to say hello to all the Chamber champions who are out there listening and share something interesting about yourself so we can all get to know you a little bit better. Well, thank you so much, Brandon. It is an honor to join you today. Um, My bio is quite comprehensive, so um, (laughs) some of my little facts are certainly in there. But um, I think what I'll do, since I'm looking at your um, San Francisco helmet, my fun fact is going to be that I'm a shareholder for the Green Bay Packers, and I am a massive fan, Grew um, grew up in the Midwest, actually in Illinois, in the middle of Bear Country, but We were the one Packer family in our town, and so I'm a very, very passionate fan and very much looking forward to our opportunity to win and get into the playoffs this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've been been impressed with Jordan Love and him stepping right into that role and doing a great (laughs) job. So, awesome. Um, Well, tell us a little bit about the Opelika Chamber. Just give us an idea of the size of the chamber, scope of work you guys are involved with, staff, budget, that sort of thing, just to kind of set the table for our discussion today. Yeah, you bet. So um, Opelika is in the Auburn Opelika MSA. Um, And so what that means is um, if you're not familiar with Auburn or Auburn Opelika, it's in the southeast in the kind of um, east central portion of Alabama. Um, So Auburn is home to Auburn University, a big college town, and we are that sister city that has long since been the kind of hub for business in the area. They're kind of the hub for education. We've been the hub for business. Um, We've got a community college in our town. We have a massive amount of industry. um, And over the past you know, 20 years, our city has really focused, they, they manage our economic development. So they have focused a lot on diversifying our industry. So we've just got a really healthy business community in our town. Um, we have a, re- a population of about 33,000. But if you look at the overall um, surrounding community, um, we're between 120 and 180, depending how far you go out in terms of um, total population. Um, and our chamber, um, although 33,000 is our town, and if we were to just really cover that, um, I think we would be considered to be pretty large. Um, we have a membership of just under 1,000. In fact, we are looking forward to breaking that 1,000 um, in the next couple of months. We've been very, very close. Um, we have an annual budget of just under a million dollars, and that has almost doubled um, since I took um, took over about three and a half years ago. And so um, when we talk about kind of the, the massive amount of change that we have undergone, that has been part of it. Um, and um, let's see, we've got a staff of eight, uh, just became a staff of eight. We started as a staff of four, um, now staff of eight um, with our most recent hire, which is a business and workforce development director, which we'll get to when you talk about some of the projects we've worked on. And yeah, I think I think that about sums it up. Very good. That is exciting. Kind of teaser, you know, with that the membership yeah. growth and, and just about doubling the budget. And so hopefully everyone's ears are perking up about what, what are these changes that you brought into the chamber? And we've 
we've titled this episode as new CEO and change agent. So as Allie's come into this role, as we went through her bio and everything, um, she's brought a, a, a unique perspective to the chamber world and taking what she knew and working with the chamber and being able to take what she, her knowledge from the outside chamber world and kind of marrying these two together has really been a great change agent. And I'm excited to to get into what some of these changes are and how you've been able to introduce them and just the experience that you've had. But I also want to just put it out there for listeners that it, it always can be, feel maybe a little overwhelming when you hear about all the change or things that you need to be doing. And so for those listening, you don't need to do it all, you know, just listen and see what makes sense for your community. And maybe none of it is is things that you need to apply right now. Maybe you're already doing a lot of these things, but as we know, change is inevitable. So we need to always be looking for what changes and adjustments we do need to make within our organizations to continue staying relevant. So we'll dive much deeper into this topic as soon as I get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat, Shop, Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Attention all Chamber of Commerce leaders. Are you looking for a powerful tool to help you manage your chamber? Look no further than Chamber Nation. Their comprehensive platform provides all the features you need to streamline membership management, host events, communicate with your members, and provide amazing services to your members. Plus, their expert team is always available to provide personalized support. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your chamber to the next level at a price you will truly appreciate. Visit richardscalendar.com to learn more about Chamber Nation today. Hey everybody, Donna from Yifty here. Today, just like Brandon, we're bringing you a guest speaker. First up is Gina from Durham, North Carolina. We've sold more than 3,300 community cards in Durham that are being spent at 51 different merchants. There's something for everyone. I'm Gina Rozier, Director of Marketing, Communication, and Placekeeping for Downtown Durham Incorporated, and I'm a very happy Yifty customer. We're the Bull City, and we created our spendable community card with Yifty years ago. Our participating businesses love it, and we had our best ever sales figures last year. Yifty is great to work with. They help with marketing the program, and it is truly turnkey for us and our businesses. Choosing Yifty has been a great decision for downtown Durham. Thanks, Gina. Wondering how you can have your own community card for free? Check out Yifty.com for next steps. Now back to the show. 
All right, Allie, we're back. Uh, I'd love to just hand you the microphone. Tell us what are some of these changes? I'm sure you've got a, a long list there that you can just <laughs> probably rattle off with some of these changes yeah. that you've helped drive since you've come in this role as CEO. But what are some of those more notable changes? And uh, and what has been kind of the, the impetus for that? I think the biggest change that we have really undergone at the Opelika Chamber has been just the overall um, direction of who we are as an organization. Uh, the chamber has been around for 82 years, so it is longstanding. It is trusted. Um, it has been very well taken care of for many, many years, but it was very much in a state of complacency. Everything was fine, but it wasn't exciting. Um, it wasn't, um, I don't know. It just, it was just there, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and I loved it. I was involved so it wasn't bad. It was all good things. It just, um, I come in with a lot of energy. I don't know if you can feel that from me, but I am a very energetic person, <laughs> very positive. And so one of the first things that I did um, was to dive in. Of course, you got to look at your bylaws, um, truly understand those. But the first thing that we did was we, we changed our mission, our vision, our core values. Um, I rewrote our personnel manual a ton of policies about the overall direction is what was that first major thing. Um, and honestly, the thing that forced my hand to do that was um, our accreditation was due with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And so this was nine months into my um, first year as CEO. I, I've got all this paperwork to do and I've never done it in my life. And so I was able to take a look at the last 15 years worth of like you do accreditation every five years. And so I was able to look at the last three applications and really get an understanding of where we've been. And then I took that as an opportunity and gave myself a deadline and said, well, you know, we need a new personnel manual. We need new HR policies. We've got to make sure our branding is on point. All those things were kind of um, sparked by that accreditation change. And so uh, I did not ever think we could possibly get to a five-star accreditation. And for us to have jumped in my first time to go from four to five-star was just, I celebrated a lot. <laughs> that so is awesome. Excited. Yeah. It was huge. Um, but so kind of the core foundation was a big um, initial change. And we changed our vision to be a leading catalyst for a better Opelika. So it really widened our umbrella of what we can do on behalf of our community, while our mission actually changed to be strengthening our community as the champion for business. Because we really found that people have no idea what a chamber is, literally no clue most of the time. They think we just do business after hours or cocktail parties or ribbon cuttings. And we wanted our team, our board, our volunteers, everybody to be able to have a simple singular line that says, what is the chamber? We strengthen our community as the champion for business. Um, and so changing that was, was a big moment for us and um, making sure that business was the leading element of that. It's very, very easy to try and serve everybody, but you have to remember we're here to serve the business community. Yeah. So. I love that. Just that, that little tagline, that slogan, you can say, to, we strengthen business as a champion for business for our business community. Is that right? Is that how you said it? Strengthen, yeah. Strengthen, strengthen. our community as a champion for business. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I ha had the essence there. So, 
that's something <laughs> yes. that it, that every chamber can take though. You know, do your R&D, you know, mm -hmm. take that simplified phrase. That's something that your board, that your volunteers, that your staff, that new members should be able to understand as they are part of your organization. This is what the chamber does. And then from there, obviously, it gets into mission and vision, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I love that. Just having that simple phrase of what does the chamber do? This is who we are. You know, you've, you've got mm -hmm. that simple response. It's true. And one thing that was really great about that, too, was not only did we update our mission to say that, but then our work reflected that. For me, I came from the private business sector. My whole career had been in business and I also was a marketer. And so I had this unique perspective about what businesses want and they, they are joining the chamber most of the time to help build awareness and to build relationships on behalf of their business. So because I had that marketing perspective and understood what they are looking for from a ROI perspective, we changed a lot of what we offered and what we focused on so that we could deliver what the businesses need. You know, sometimes you got to kill those sacred cows and do things that, oh, well, we've always done them, but is that what your business community needs? That's a good question to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that with your marketing background coming into the chamber world. I, I know there's a there's some overlap, but there's also you you come into it with eyes wide open of this is what businesses are looking for, and here's an organization that you're coming into that has been doing I'm guessing a lot of the same things for a long time, and mm -hmm. maybe needed a refresh. So being able to take that that vision that you've had, that experience, and being able to apply it to the chamber. Are there maybe some other areas where you're able to apply your marketing background into creating the identity for your chamber and, and phrases like that that you just shared? Where else have you seen that background in marketing come in handy in this role? Literally everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you mentioned in my bio that we redid a, um, a brand refresh. That was huge. You know, I had, I had been a part of brand refreshes for two different years. I built a brand from the ground up at Chicken Salad Chick. So coming in, I knew we needed that fresh face. Um, and I had high expectations and kind of, I want, I mean, it needs to be relevant and modern and today. And so redoing all of our email newsletters, all of our communication, we launched a brand new website last year. Um, we refreshed our magazine um, and that won um, an ACCE communication and excellence award last year, ACCE, which was amazing. Um, but I think one area that is probably out there that um, I've been able to use it that is unexpected is that we created a conference. Um, it's actually coming up in a couple weeks. It's called the All Things Marketing Conference. Um, it, it is just literally a baby that I have created, um, that my team has come on board and helped, and we have made it happen. And, um, and so it's a one-day jam-packed conference that people can attend from all over. You're welcome to, if anybody wants to check it out, go to opalikachamber.com. But um, so, you know, like, like a regular conference, you're going to pay a fee to attend. It includes your meals, but you're going to listen to a, a lineup of speakers. And for me, I was getting questions from businesses, especially restaurants all the time asking for my marketing expertise. And I realized I can't teach everybody one-on-one. -on -one. What if we were to actually teach everybody at once. And this became an annual thing. And so I, you know, gra grabbed a few of my members who I consider to be really great marketing experts for their specific fields. 
pulled them together, created a committee and said, this is what I want to do. What would it look like? And so the one we have coming up on January 19th has, we've got two keynote speakers, um, six different breakout sessions, plus a bonus sec- session. And we're going to teach everything from traditional marketing to digital advertising, to content creation. And numerous people are not only active chamber volunteers, but also um, former chamber employees. Like we get it. And um, our keynote speaker is a lady named um, Lena Trevetti. And if you haven't heard her story, I encourage you to go out to Apple TV and watch The Beanie Bubble starring Elizabeth Banks. Um, it is essentially the story of how Beanie Babies became what they were. And Lena was an employee at Thai at the time and um, was really a pioneer of e-commerce. And so she's going to come down and speak and share her story. And um, But we created that from the ground up. And now, you know, that's the opportunity for us to serve 200 to 220 businesses, if not more. We've got the room to grow. But we have an opportunity to teach our business community what they need to know to be better marketers, which is, I would say, 75% of what the businesses need our help from is marketing because they just most of the time don't know what they're doing. And, and they're an entrepreneur, so they're passionate about what they're passionate about, but not necessarily marketing. And so my skill set has just really come in here to create this conference from the ground up. And it's awesome. It was just this moment of pure like joy. And like, I just, I couldn't believe it. We did it last year and now we're on our second year and it's going to be awesome. That is awesome. And I, I think that, you know, strikes a resonance with, with businesses, you know, small businesses, especially where uh, we had talked before we hit record that the reason that I started the podcast is really to, to help small businesses. Like ultimately that's what it comes down to. My whole career in chamber publishing has been about helping small businesses and and there's some chambers, frankly, it becomes more of a membership organization that it kind of stops there. And the help, it's hard to see that connection of where that help and support is for small businesses. And the businesses recognize that. I mean, just the, mm-hmm. the honest truth. As, as I've met with chamber members at a wide variety of different chambers over the years, a lot of them have a hard time making that connection. So having a conference like this, it really offers that direct support for marketing, which is a, it's a tangible thing that they can take back to their business and see positive results, see an increase in sales, see that, that needle move from efforts that the chamber is putting out there and making available these opportunities for, uh, I also know in my background with with chamber publishing, I'm talking to businesses about advertising. So I'm seeing mm-hmm. what their strategy, we'll call it, is. <laughs> and, or lack thereof. <laughs> or lack thereof. Most of them don't have a strategy in any advertising they do. It's more maybe branding. You know, they're they're putting a branding ad out there, but there's no call to action. There's no way to collect any information and remarket it. Like there's so many different layers that you can put on to marketing and advertising that these small businesses either they don't know or they don't have the bandwidth or they don't know the tools that are available. And I just love that you guys are doing this. This is a this is what chambers should be doing to help small businesses be successful. So kudos to and and meanwhile, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Meanwhile, it's also an opportunity for us to feature a few of our businesses that will then gain clients as a result of, the, of this conference. We sell sponsorships for this conference through our annual reach or total resource campaign. 
And, and then we have ticket sales. So like, this is also like a revenue generating opportunity and it's just bigger than what chambers have traditionally done in the past. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So as you have helped to introduce a lot of these changes, the brand refresh, this marketing campaign, the magazine, there's been a lot of things. Um, I'm sure there's other things we haven't even touched on yet. As you go to introduce these changes, um, do you find that you have some autonomy just within the organization, you and your staff, or are most of these things needing to get board approval or where does that threshold come at your organization? Uh, we, I am very blessed to have a board that trusts uh, me pretty implicitly. It's wonderful. Um, so I have a very supportive board. Typically what will happen is that myself and my team, we do a lot of things together. So this is not like the, Hey, Allie's done all this. No, couldn't do it without them. So, um, we, we will come up with our ideas and we'll say, this is what we want to do. Uh, new programs, all things, marketing summit, things like that. That was just us. We decided to do that. No board approval or anything like that. Uh, but with, you know, the mission and the vision and things like that, that was something our staff decided on and this set and then presented it to our board for approval. And so um, that was certainly a big, um, uh, honestly, it was very easy discussion. It was a unanimous vote. So that made it because we're being very thoughtful and doing our homework in advance, they trust us and, and support those decisions. You know, one of the biggest things that we decided to do that was very involved for the board of directors was um, our forward Opelika campaign, which was our um, strategic economic development initiative to raise money. Um, because we are, if you can't tell, I'm I'm actually sitting in my office, which was a home that was built in 1895, and I've got I have turned two closets into what we now call clothes because you just got to <laughs> make it work, and um, we're at max capacity, and. And honestly, we also don't have a space that our businesses can actually use the way they need it. And so what started out as a need for more meeting space or business space, um, but also kind of transformed into, hey, let's start tackling bigger challenges in our community. And so our Forward Opelika initiative raised, um, we're actually at 3.1 million right now. um, And that's going to enable us to work on workforce development for our region um, build out some more entrepreneurship training programs, and then also move into a, a renovated building that will host not only event space for us to be able to host most of our own events, but um, there will be a visitor center, a boardroom, um, and a business incubator and other things. And so that was very much a, I, I hired a consultant, we worked with Power 10 to do that. But all of that, the board was very involved with because I needed them to actually execute it because, you know, you think about a lot of your board members are going to invest in something like that, but they also have to be willing to put their name and face on it um, to, to say, yes, we support this. So that was one that was very, very high, um, highly involved from our board of directors. Yeah. And it's awesome to have such a supportive board of directors. And and I know a lot Mm -hmm. of listeners out there do have very supportive boards. So um, hopefully those relationships are, are good and cohesive and, and, uh, allow for that autonomy of such. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you about 
the capital campaigns that you Mm -hmm. kind of alluded to there, as well as your total resource campaign. So are both of those newer things implemented since you've taken the role as CEO or is there, had, had those been part of the organization before? So our total resource campaign had actually been a part of the organization for quite a long time. I think we were in um, year nine uh, when I started and I was a volunteer for our total resource campaign for two years prior to joining the job or joining the chamber as a CEO. So um, that one was longstanding. Um, However, we learned, um, you know, I inherited a team that um, had, had been there for quite a few, I mean, 14, 15 years, they, they were um, tenured and experienced um, and also a little bit tired. And, um, and so when some of the changes that I made encouraged um, the retirement or moving on of other people, you know, I'm, I'm young, I'm aggressive, energetic. So I just kind of changed things quickly and that became uncomfortable for some, some people. And so when they decided to move on to other things, that was the first time I actually got on a conversation um, with Jason from YGMTRC. And he just straight up told me, he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not what I recommend. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, I love so that approach, that first, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just slapped me right there with it. Um, but it was true. We, we had just been, you know, Hey, turn on our website. And that was it. And there was not strategy. There was not thought. And so we are conducting a capital campaign, which is brand new. Um, very aggressive. We need to raise $3 million happening right over here. And we started asking for money in March of 2021 that year, September of 2021, we, did a brand new refresh of our reach campaign. So first, wait, no, wait, I think we maybe, it might've been a year apart, but either way we had a total resource campaign going on and our capital campaign going on simultaneously, which was stressful, Um, but it's doable because typically that money comes from different buckets. You know, a a total resource campaign, those dollars are typically gonna gonna be coming from your business's marketing budget Whereas a capital campaign, those dollars are going to be coming from a higher level investment perspective. And you're talking to different people to sell those things. But um, the capital campaign was certainly new, but that REACH campaign, we sorry, we now call it REACH, not a TRC. But yeah. um, speaking of all the branding changes that we do, but we did a brand refresh of our REACH campaign, which means that we not only renamed it, but we took away every, like we started as if we were a brand new client with Jason and YGM because we realized we needed to think more strategically about what we offered, what our price points were, what the benefits were. And so um, although it's been around for 12 years now, it was new, brand new two years ago um, because of that refresh that we did. And that's really where we went from averaging about $175,000 in sales for the last five to six years or so to um, let's see, I think we got up to, um, Oh, 368,000. That's where we ended. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, awesome. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Um, wow. So, 
you've touched on a lot of things here. Um, I can see for for a listener out there, maybe the, the overwhelm's hitting a little bit, but um, hopefully they're taking notes and and just seeing some things that might they might want to revisit at their their chamber. But I wanted to ask you for those listening um, who are interested in taking their chamber up to the next level, maybe giving a little bit of a refresh. <laughs> what kind of tip or action item might you share with them to try to implement and try to maybe reinvigorate life in their organization? I'm going to make two recommendations. Um, and the first one we talked about before we pressed record, read um, Horseshoes versus Chest by Dave Atkinson. That was, uh, I was a brand new CEO just a couple months into my job when that book came out and I read it and it made me think big. It may, he, he outlines the future of chambers, which, you know, we're not going to be those, if, if we're going to be doing what we should be doing for the future, we're going to be working on meaningful things, not just ribbon cuttings and, and after hours. And so read his book and process and think, what does your community need? So that would be recommendation number one. Um, and then my second recommendation, I actually is, is, firsthand advice that I was given by Jim Page, who was the longtime CEO of um, the West Alabama Chamber of Commerce in Tuscaloosa. Because the first conference I went to, I just, I had so many pages of notes and it was like drinking through a fire hose. And I was like, I have so much work to do. What am I going to do? And he literally sat me down and he said, pick one to three things. That's it. One to three things that you want to try and work on. Nothing more because you can, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You've got to you got to pace yourself. You've got to prioritize and tackle one, what's most important One to important three first. bites at a time, right? Mm -hmm. one, one, yeah, to three one to three. Yeah. It depends how fast you chew, you know? That, that's right. That's right. Now, Jim is excellent, excellent mentor. And to take advice from him, that, that's very wise. And and Dave's book, Horseshoes versus Chess, um, for those listening, you know, for a long time, he was on an episode 111 when the book first came out, kind of gave the synopsis of the book and how it came to be. But it really is that book, I think, is the definition of what a chamber is or should be. And as your role as a chamber CEO or executive director, whatever the title is, leading a chamber um, really gives a great definition for what your role should be, what your work should look like, and what the future of Chambers looks like. So um, that kind of leads right into the next question, Allie, is I like asking everyone I have on the show about how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? I think the future of the Chamber is really about doing bigger, more meaningful work. You know, for us, we have never in a million years had the responsibility of making sure our businesses have the people resources that they need to be successful. Um, and we just a few months ago were, you know, given the reins to lead our region for workforce development. That's a huge job and that's a big deal, but there's also opportunity for funding that comes from both state and federal levels that, could help grow our organization significantly, not just as an organization, but the impact that we're making. So I think the future is just very um, doing more meaningful work and thinking about that meaningful work. Um, I think that the a chamber of commerce, and I've learned in this role, we have a significant amount 
of influence and prominence in our community. Uh, you know, I have great relationships with the mayors in the area, with our state representatives and our senators, you know, our our kickoff for our Forward Opelika campaign after we had raised just over $2 million was um, Katie Britt, who at the time was the president of um, the Business Council of Alabama and running for Senate. And now she's state senator for the state of Alabama. And so we have great relationships from an advocacy perspective that we can contact and, and talk about those bigger challenges. So advocacy is a, a key part of it. But I still think that although that might always be a part of what we do, doing the more meaningful work that achieves what your business community needs, which is going to vary for everyone, but that's where I see the future of Chambers. Absolutely. The bigger and more meaningful work. I love that. Um, Allie, this has been a fun conversation, energetic, it's full of life. Um, I'd like to give you an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who might want to reach out and maybe learn more about some of these changes mm -hmm. you've implement, implemented and how you've gone about introducing them and getting buy-in and all that good stuff that we didn't get to touch on every aspect during this conversation today, but what would be a good way for someone to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, I, um, I certainly welcome, this was, this was almost like, um, draining a fire hose of all the things. And so, um, <laughs> please don't get overwhelmed by that. I am, a, I am here as a resource. I would love to either chat with you, chat with your chamber, um, whatever, whatever it is that I can help with. Um, you can find me, my email address is Allie, A-L-I at opalikachamber.com. Uh, you can find me on all the social, social channel channels. <laughs> Um, you can find me on all the social channels at Allie Vice Rauch. Um, so A L I V I C E R A U C H. Um, but really, I mean, I'm an, I'm an open book. You can give me a call, shoot me a text. My cell is 334-737-9354. And all of this can be found on my website or on our chamber website at opalikachamber.com. Very good. And we'll get all that in our show notes for this episode too. So we'll make it easy for people to find you. But Allie, this has been great having you on the show. I appreciate you setting aside some time to be with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast and wish you the best with the future chambers, the future changes that you have to implement there at your chamber and, and going forward into the future. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brandon. If you are a chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry.